Hello, and welcome to My Pocket Psych, the podcast all about the psychology of the workplace. I'm Dr. Richard McKinnon, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Pilar Orti. Pilar, good to be back with you. How are you doing? Yes, I'm very well. Uh, you said as ever, but sometimes I'm not here because sometimes you have guests. I speak to strangers <laughs> behind your back. <laughs> Which they're very welcome. They're very welcome. I know listeners like it, for sure. Mm. And new voices are always welcome. So... Um, this time around, um, I thought we could do something slightly different. Um, I've been experimenting with uh, working a four-day week for um, quite a few months now this year. Um, we're, we're still in 2022 um, for, for quite a few months. And I thought it might be nice or interesting to reflect on what that experience has been like and what we what we might learn from that. How does that sound to you? That sounds great. I'm so curious. So I hope you're all right with my questions. I've got one already. Can I start with a question? Dive in because I haven't got any notes uh, right. for this uh, conversation. So why did you start, uh, why did you decide to formally start this, the four-day week? Oh, lots, <clears throat> excuse me, lots of different reasons, actually. Um, I've gone on a journey with the concept of the four-day week from reading lots about it, sighing, rolling my eyes, thinking, oh, this is just, you know, the latest thing, to actually connecting with it at a much deeper level and saying, I think this is very important. And I think we know, need to know more about this. And the more I read, the more I realized for, for so many people, this is um, a way of improving their quality of life. And at the same time, it's hugely complex. It's hmm. There's a lot going on beneath the surface of this, this concept for day week. And one of the things that um, I realized was in talking with close friends, when they were talking about work and their working hours and demands on their time, I realized that's tough. And I don't need to do that. Hmm. I've got no one telling me I need to do that. So I thought what I would do is unofficially, quietly, not work Fridays for a while to see what it was like and what difference it made, and then moved on to realizing this is good for me and my well-being and using these Fridays intentionally in, in ways that benefits me. Um, I feel that benefit throughout the week. It's not just a relaxing day. It's, it's having a really important positive impact on me. So I started with curiosity and continued with uh, this is this is very good for me. <laughs> and I mean, you, you're saying that because you run your own business, you can manage, you've got a bit more control maybe than in, in if you were working for someone else or if, if you were in a full-time job. Because for me, the first thing that comes to mind is what happens with the workload. So does that mean that you have changed you have managed that you have changed the amount of workload or that you have managed the workload differently so to come back to your very first point there i don't think it follows that just because you run your own business you can have a four-day week i think it, oh no um, but you yeah i especially me that and that's what I'm, i'm getting at that i mm. um my tendency if i didn't think about it if i didn't reflect my tendency would be to say yes to all the work all mm. the time so i had to very intentionally look at One, how am I using my time during the week? And so to, tr to attempt to be more efficient on a Monday to Thursday and to see, are there any activities I'm involving myself in that don't add value and take time? And then, <clears throat> excuse me, as I go through the work that I'm doing, am I using my time on those 
as efficiently as I might. So I began to do things like shorten meetings, um, not, not in half, but not assume that every conversation was going to be an hour. I began to really focus on one thing at a time to get it off the list and really, um, ensure that if if what was really important to me was not working on the Friday, then it was up to me Monday to Thursday to be the kind of employee I would like to be or would like to have who would focus, get stuff done, do it in a sustainable way and manage that better rather than, well, there's always Friday to mop up or Saturday or Sunday. So efficiency was a big part of that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's great that 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 that's the, um, well that's something that happens as a result of deciding to free up that day that actually your work becomes that you become more efficient also in your day to day and more mindful and um, that's great and i wonder just taking it out of your context for a moment whether that is something that organizations that have tried that are trying out the four day week at the moment i hope that this has been part of that preparation for that change yeah. that it's not just about removing one day it's actually about rethinking about all our days at work. I, I couldn't agree more. If if um, you uh, pilot a four-day week um, strategy, you, you, on the one hand, you're taking away one day from people, but you also need to give them skills so that the four days are as effective as possible. You also need to give them an opportunity to talk about that experience for them. And you need to explore um, processes and ways of working that are contributing um, to the success of a four-day week versus getting in the way of a four-day week. And because um, we're interdependent in the workplace, you need to consider beyond the individual, but how a team are going to work well together and achieve what's meaningful um, without turning this into actually a source of pressure and stress. It's mm-hmm. meant to be a good thing. And so you said that it's had lots of benefits and we already see, or I could say that one of the benefits has been that you actually use all your time better at work. What are the other things that you've noticed have uh, improved? I, I try to use my time better at work. <laughs> um, but you know, that, that's a, a sort of a constant reminder. Like, do I need to do this mm. or do I need to do this now? I'm doing it, but is it a good use of my, my time and my focus and so on? I suppose the other thing would be that Fridays aren't a, a day of rest if you like. Mm. Um, but there are days when I can do something that's important to me and I can feel really connected that I'm not living to work, you know, where there are always weeks where our weekend is just recovery because the week has been so demanding. And I haven't had to do that in a very long time because I'm giving myself the chance to recharge the batteries, to do meaningful things, to do things by myself, which I really like doing on a Friday, and then I've got Saturday and Sunday to do things with other people and enjoy the traditional weekend. But I think something that was very important was not to have a cast iron guarantee on that four-day week. It's not a rule. It's a principle. Hmm. And I'll just give you one simple example. Um, When I got COVID, I had to take two weeks out of work. And when I came back to work, It just wasn't realistic to try and just work four days a week. One, because I was still exhausted and I wasn't as efficient. And I thought, no, these these Fridays are really helpful to me. So, of course, I'm going to work a full week for a few weeks. The other thing is that I don't view Friday as a non-work day in absolute terms because there are times when I'm doing something 
I'm out for a coffee and I get inspired and I think, oh, that's a really good idea. Or I'd like to write that blog post. And so we'll do it. So it's not work um, free. It's a non-working day unless something pops up that is more important than the principle of a four-day week. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't happen all the time, but it also means that if I do need to dip in and do something, even if it's just for a few minutes, I don't feel like I've betrayed myself or broken a promise to myself. I feel like it's great that I have the choice. And there's very few emergencies in what I do, but every so often, if I can answer a question for someone on a Friday, it, it makes their week easier as well. And it doesn't take anything out of, out of my Friday. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's very important as well, that there's some flexibility in that. And also it's not always a Friday. I like to have a Friday off, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's helpful to me and other people if it's another day of the week and that's just fine. Mm-hmm. So is that something that that you've found yourself doing every now and then that for whatever reason you find that actually one week it would be better to do your I'll say normal kind of work on a Friday and so you've said okay in order to balance that I'll take another day off It has it has and when I've um needed to accommodate something very very important um and urgent that I've agreed to do that actually maybe a Friday morning is the only time I can have that call with someone. And I'm Mm -hmm. fine with that because I'm keeping an eye on the bigger picture. And knowing myself as I do, there was a real risk that this would slide into a five-day week without me really paying attention. So being intentional about that fifth day is important. Um, I want to do something with it. I want it to be Uh, meaningful because if I'm going to be focused and efficient and on the ball for the other four days, well, the fifth day is my reward. I don't want to fritter it away. Um, just sitting around. Now this, this is me personally. I'm not saying everyone needs to do this, but it also means that there's a bit of blurred line between work and non-work for me sometimes. Um, so I, I might find myself reading a book, um, about coaching skills on my day off because it really interests me or I might find myself reading a a paper about sleep and thinking this would make a good podcast episode. So it's not the absence of professional stuff, but I'm not at the office. I'm not, you know, churning away at at a project. I'm, I'm doing stuff that's, that's meaningful to me, getting some exercise. Well, that was the plan before COVID, Mm -hmm. you know, doing things that are, that are meaningful to me. And, I would say overwhelmingly that's been beneficial. That's been a good experience. Um, but the main ingredient there is not to treat it like a rule. Yeah, yeah. So if if I can, because you're, you're talking about stuff and it's, it's making me think a lot of um, how I use my Fridays because I remove client work and anything that's external. So Fridays are days for me. They're not necessarily non-day, but what's happened is that I still have a five-day week because I end up doing work on a day at the weekend. It's usually the Saturday and it's a different kind of work. It's work that just involves me. And what I found with that Friday day, which is where I have my one of the exercise lessons, I do some singing, maybe I'll go for coffee. It's just a day that is just a little bit like you're saying, it's a recharging day for me. Mm -hmm. And then when I get to Saturday, I've got, I am cleared. So that I get a lot done on a few hours on the Saturday that probably if I tried to do them on the Friday, I wouldn't enjoy them as much. So I really like the concept of using that day. It's, yeah, it, it, I, I see it as a me day. Mm, that's <laughs> it sounds really like nice it's similar to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or and, and if it's not a me day, it's a day of doing something important 
for family or mm. my partner and I or something that is going to be helpful. I don't know how to put it. Um, that's, that's a positive activity, maybe reconnecting with someone, maybe um, catching up with some important life admin, you know, mm. that actually helps the rest of my week feel a little less frenetic. Um, but themes are good. And having the theme of an intentional day for me means I can think of, I tell you another thing, when I'm, when I'm doing a weekly review, that's something I do on a Friday. Now we've spoken about that before, the benefits of looking retrospectively at the week and learning from it and looking forward. I will do that on a Friday because that includes my personal life as well as my professional life. And it's so good to do that when you're not feeling under time pressure. And it gives you the sense of being on top of things that is priceless. So, you know, that's another way that work can, in a sense, spill over. I'm thinking about work, but I'm looking at my list going, wow, that, these are the things I want to do on a Friday. This is brilliant. So I'll get them lined up to do on Fridays over the next few weeks, mm -hmm. rather than at some point I'll magically create more time to do them, which is, it's never going to be that way. I'm just thinking that I can't see a way forward in most businesses without everyone having a four-day week because we've almost created a pace and an expectation and actually a way of living that requires that day to catch up so that we can use the weekend to relax, not to recharge, as you mentioned before. Mm -hmm. So that's that really is speaking out very loudly to me from our conversation. This is it, because you and I have more in common uh, with each other, with our way of working. I think in, in so many organizational settings, the, the interdependence, the structure, mm. the provision of services to well, yeah. their clients, all of this means that there's, there's more complexity there. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't want anyone to think it's impossible, but that it may need to be a creative solution. Uh, and of course, one that people actually want. I mean, I would hate yeah. to think anyone's imposing a four-day week mm -hmm. somewhere, mm -hmm. but if it's one that can add value, and of course, the knock-on impacts that are implied by this are really positive, like fewer people commuting, um, fewer cars on the road, um, more ability and, and availability to connect with your family and, and childcare and meaningful activities like that. These are very difficult to, to put a price on. They're kind of priceless to us. But at the same time, if it makes the rest of your week incredibly difficult, mm, is that, is that yeah. the way to approach it? Mm -hmm. And we need to remember, you know, cooperation and collaboration. Um, I'm working with a client at the moment to help them pilot a four-day week experience. And, you know, the support I'm providing there in a large part is um, the, the psychology of, of the, the thinking skills to help them work together even though they're apart and to avoid uh, putting too much pressure on themselves or others and how they can be mindful and ha um, have empathy for, for other people while they're all working to a different routine and yet they're working together. So it, um, there is some productivity content and some training, you know, to help them be focused and organized, but that's not their main challenge. It's the interdependence and the interpersonal stuff that they really need some support with. And there's also, I was reading about some of the experiments that are going on in the UK around the four day week. And they took, I think it was like three individuals just to see like a month into the experiment what was happening. And one thing that really struck me, there was someone saying, and, and this might resonate with uh, actually with how I approach it and maybe even you, someone was saying, I feel a little bit guilty on that Friday <laughs> because I'm, 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 we, I've been 
trained and I've always worked five days a week. So that day, whether it's Friday or another day I'm taking off, I still feel a bit guilty. And I imagine if you are in a in a team or an organization, that might be something that's there in the background, probably at the beginning. Like any change, it mm. could feel unsettling and feel strange, and that's fine. Um, I think, you know, when we take a step back from this in- entire topic, a five-day week is a social construct. You know, it yeah. used to be a seven-day week. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, if, if it was five, why not four, if it can be done properly? And um, allowing people to work in a way that helps them be the kind of person they want to be. It's not all about time, but presence at work is a big part of that. I can't do these other things if I have to be at work. So if I can free up some of that work-related time, I can do these other things. Um, it, it boils down to that. And of course, um, I don't have papers in front of me to cite this, but you can obviously see how increased efficiency in the rest of the week could be positive as well. It's not about reducing workload. Mm. It's about increasing efficiency so that none of this valuable time is wasted on nonsensical processes or meetings that don't need to happen and just focusing on, well, you know what, we've got four days to get this done. Let's do it in a, in a focused and a healthy and a sustainable way. Mm. So it's something that um, I found um People respond in two ways generally to this. I, I started to put an out of office notification on my email that said during the summer months, I only work Monday to Thursday. Uh-huh. No one responded negatively. And I actually got some positive messages back from people, you know, sort of good for you, or it's really good to know you're doing that and, you know, things like that. But the other response to I don't work Fridays is, um, I won't say it's negative, but it's maybe exasperation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, oh, another one. There's another person doing this, which yeah. for me is a positive because it means they're encountering this in more than one place. Yeah. So more and more people are indicating their working days and talking about when they are at work and when they are not. And that clear signposting is really important, um, I think, for the people who you're involved with. Yeah, I I still think that it's going to take a while for society as a whole. You said about the five-day being a construct and social construct. And I think that in a way we every it has to be embraced by the whole of society in all sorts of ways like there might be things we give up uh, for that like you were mentioning services and stuff well there might be things that we can't expect to be available 24 hours a day and i don't know it it's really interesting i think i was yeah that that was probably the final question is how how have people reacted to you formalizing that and that starts to answer it yeah i i think it, it's something that, um, given what I do, it's sort of, well, putting yes. it into action for myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's a real risk. You could be do as I say, not as I do. Mm. And um, I wouldn't want to work with a, an overworked, stressed out, manic coaching psychologist. I, mean, I wouldn't <laughs> find that was a useful thing to do. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, on the one hand, uh, you can indicate this is a beneficial thing to do, but always with the proviso that, oh, no, it works for me. That doesn't mean it's going to mm. work for anyone else. Mm. I'm, I'm lucky in that sense. But what I regularly do is compare old me to new me. And by, mm-hmm. by that, I mean old me 10 years ago to new me. Now, we talked about this before, about some of the, the challenges we faced from, let's say, a productivity and organizational um, perspective, when we talked about the difference between knowing and doing. Um, old me would just every every opportunity to get some work done would have just focused on it and taken on more because in my back pocket, I've got Saturday and Sunday. Mm. 
me now wouldn't think about doing work at the weekend because I'd, I'd have to question myself, how did I end up in this situation? And I need to do something about that. Mm. Right? So new me um, focuses much more clearly on having a beneficial, focused, effective Monday to Thursday so that I can then have that Friday um, and feel uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm still doing good stuff. I'm still doing quality work. Um, and I, I will continue this. Um, I, I think I will continue. We'll maybe talk about it in a year's time, but I think I will continue this because, you know, we talked about goal setting last time. This change has not had a negative impact on any of the goals for my business. Mm. I might argue that if anything, it has helped me achieve my goals for my business. So, um, personally can't see any downside significant downsides that would get me to stop doing this but again your your mileage may vary as they say and if it's more than two of you trying this at the same time then you need to think it through very carefully and need to think about ways to make that work and like we said with goal setting be flexible about it as well that piloting something may indicate there's some things about our business that means we have to do it differently here hmm. Great. Well, thanks so thanks for that, Richard. I think that's really well. I found it really interesting to see also the the progression and all the things that have come up. And uh, yeah, and I'm glad it's working out. I'm glad you found something that is making you happier and healthier. Actually, it's so nice to offload at Equilar. <laughs> it's like a a mini therapy session there, just sharing my. But it's um, it's I think it's it's useful. Um, on the one hand, to consider the the how we're doing it and why we're doing it and you know, what, it, what, it, what it's like in practice, but also I'm, I firmly believe it's important to have these conversations. Yes. This, these things cannot be your typical organizational change process. I think these are bigger than that because of the potential impact on people. So we need to be okay with discussing this um, and learning from each other. So yeah, really happy to talk about it today. Thank you for the questions. <laughs> so if any of our listeners have questions about this, um, and this is something we will revisit because it's it's become, I've added it to my short list of passion topics I really want to know more about. Get in touch. You can send us a message on Twitter at MyPocketPsych or send us an email, podcast at worklifepsych.com. We'd love to hear from our listeners. And if you have implemented a four-day four week in your business, please, I'd love to know what your experience was like. Or if you're thinking about doing it, um, what might uh, the considerations be for you and your team members. And before I wrap up, um, a very helpful reminder from Pilar just <laughs> appeared on screen. Thank you, Pilar. Um, to remind everyone about our online community, we've launched Community Plus, which is the paid for tier of our online community all about personal development. Um, I would love for you to find out more about that. You can do so at worklifesite.com slash community plus. You'll find out everything you need to know about what you would get for that from masterclasses to workshops to office hours with me and then you can have a seven-day trial of the experience um, absolutely free so please get in touch with your questions about that or just appear on the online community and say hi and tell me that you heard about it here it's always good to know but for now thank you everyone for listening downloading this episode of My Pocket Psych. 
To get in touch with questions and feedback, you can tweet us at worklifepsych or leave us a message on the contact form at www.worklifepsych.com/contact. Thanks for listening.